0: From the Lexington era leader in Kentucky.com, this is sports columnist John Clay. It is thursday july the 30th 2020 the nba starts back up tonight the nba in a bubble in orlando as they try to complete the 2020 2021 season and uh, my guest on the podcast today is anthony chang who covers the miami heat for the miami herald um talk on to talk to anthony about the bubble how it's going if they think they can make this thing last through the playoffs and crown an nba champion Also, I wanted to talk to him about the Heat and especially about a couple of former Kentucky players who play for the Heat, Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, what kind of seasons those guys have had and the outlook for those two guys heading into this restart of the NBA season. So my guest is Anthony Chang of the Miami Herald, and let's get right to it with my conversation with Anthony. My guest now on the podcast is Anthony Chang of the Miami Herald, who covers the Miami Heat for the Herald. Uh, Anthony is in his second season covering the Heat for the Herald, but he also covered the Heat for the Palm Beach Post before coming uh, to Miami he's a Florida guy from Miami He went to University of Florida uh, we were talking off the air before he started he said rivalry but it's not much of a rivalry where uh, football is concerned although Kentucky finally beat Florida in football a couple of years ago but that that was a big upset but uh, Anthony covers the heat and I wanted to talk to Anthony about uh, about the NBA which is starting back up uh, in its bubble first of all how you doing today Anthony
1: I'm doing well, John. How are you?
0: I'm good. Now, just for a disclaimer here, Anthony, you, you're not in Orlando, right? You're covering it from uh, uh, from Miami. Is that correct?
1: Yes, I'm uh, three and a half hours away from Orlando. I'm covering it remotely. Um, the NBA has done a pretty good job allowing reporters to to cover affect cover teams effectively while not being there. Everything's on Zoom. All the interviews are taped. Everything's posted onto the site. You kind of you can ask questions over the Zoom call. So uh, it's a it's a new way of covering the team, but um it's been so far so good. So you can get a pretty good feel
0: of how it's going so far, I would think, doing that without actually being there.
1: For sure, we've been talking to coaches and players now since July first. Pretty much, it's right. been uh, four weeks of just interviews, pretty much six or seven, six out of seven days a week. Um, And, yeah, I'm ready for games to start because it's it's been a lot of a lot of questions, but really, really haven't seen much basketball yet. Yeah.
0: How do you think it is going? How do you feel like the bubble is working from the people that you've talked to?
1: It's working well so far, you know, knock on wood. Right. I mean, it's the testing um, has been, you know, the system that they put in place, I think was really well thought out from the beginning. Right. Just from even even before they even arrived at the bubble. Um, they, they started mandatory testing two weeks before teams started arriving in Orlando just to kind of find the, the players who were, who were infected and were carrying the virus beforehand, you know, because, um, you know, I think as we saw with the MLS, um, that, that transition phase from, from home market to bubble is very, it's a, it's a fragile one. You know, that's where the, the bubble could be punctured if, if someone, you know, has the virus from, you know, just before leaving their home market and carries it into the bubble and it spreads within that's when things can get bad but the nba did a good job of kind of eliminating that risk and and you know finding a way for it to work i mean so far i think the past two weeks there have been zero positive tests among players for the past two weeks that's a good sign um there's obviously a long way to go but you know it's all about the players following protocols and so far you know they have and uh, you could see that you know there has been no outbreak in the bubble so Again, there's, what, two or three months left? There's a long way to go, but it's working so far.
0: Do you think it'll work for the whole two or three
1: months? Oh, it's a long time. I mean, <laughs> it should work. It should work. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, guys, you know, two months into this, I'm not saying a player is going to break a rule, but you just, all it takes is one player, right. you know, right? All it takes is one guy to to bend a rule, and, you know, he he somehow contracts the virus and brings it in, and that's where things, again, could get a little messy so yeah. you know I, it should work it should it should it should work throughout the whole throughout the rest of the season but it all it takes is one so right. that that's why i say I wouldn't say 100%, but um, I would say more likely than not that you know, it should work.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're in an interesting position down there because of the Marlins and what's happened with them. Of course, it's not a bubble setup. It's kind of the opposite setup with the NBA. What, what's been their reaction? This is off the topic of the NBA, but what, what's been their reaction there in Miami to what's going on with the Marlins having to pause their season because of the outbreak
1: that they've had? Well, it's it, it's definitely been an eye-opener. You know, I, we're, we're dealing with – high virus numbers down here too just right. locally in the community um and the marlins you know baseball is going through something th- i mean baseball system is totally different than the nba obviously they're not playing in a bubble they're traveling right. uh they're you know playing games in empty stadiums but still and you know in, in other team stadiums it's not in one you know it's not in one location so just it, it's a little there's more there's more chance for you know, players to contract the virus they are staying in hotels, you know, they could, you know, they're coming in, in, in contact with people who aren't, you know, obviously living in isolation right. when they're on the road. So, you know, it's definitely, I think an unfortunate situation, especially happening this, this early in the season. Um, I know that there's talk, you know, the, the Marlins are supposed to play home games next week and the local, the, the Miami Dade mayor uh, says that he wants those players who, you know, are with the team to, to basically quarantine for 14 days upon returning back to Miami. Like, that's kind of the the, the protocol that's okay. in place. But the Florida governor is not going to make them do that. So it's a little bit of a disagreement there. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, everything's kind of a limbo. What What's going to happen to the rest of their season? Will they be able to play a home game next week? You know, it's, it's all up in the air. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, back to the NBA situation. When this first started, when Rudy Jobert got uh, uh, the whole thing with him, when he was uh, tested positive and they st- first suspended the season, then stopped the season. Did you think that? Did you think that they would eventually get back to playing, or did you think, okay, that's it, we're not going to NBA not going to play anymore until next uh, next season?
1: I I felt so many different types of ways over the <laughs> over the We found out like there were weeks where I'm like, okay, maybe they could do it. And then there were weeks where I was like, there's just no way they can't pull it off. Um, but I think in the back of my mind, I kind of had a feeling they would at least try. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it would come to fruition, but I had a feeling they would at least come, you know, come to find some type of format that they would at least try to implement and see if it would work. Um, and that's what they did. I mean, they, they even before the protocols were in place, they had the the plan in place of, OK, we're going to go to Disney. We're going to play in a bubble. We're going to have 22 teams. They're going to have eight seeding games before going to the playoffs, possible play-in tournament. Like, that was all in place before the protocols. So, um, I, you know, I'm not surprised that they found a way to make it happen because at the end of the day, you know, it, it's there's stuff more important than money, but they would have lost a lot of money if they right. would not have season. So um, I think they tried they had to try to find a way to do it, and they've done it so far. Again, I mean, so far it has worked.
0: Okay, obviously it, in Kentucky, there's a lot of interest in the Heat, Miami Heat, because of uh, Tyler Harrow and Bam Adebayo specifically. But what kind of season was the Heat having uh, when when things got, came to a halt, uh, and how did they feel about themselves at that time, as far as a playoff run and that sort of thing?
1: I mean, they were having a good season. I mean, they they had to make. I think they've made the playoffs two out of the past five seasons. So you know, for Heat standards, where you know you're coming off the Big Three era and you're the best team in the NBA pretty much for four straight years like it's been kind of a down time for the franchise uh but this year you know they enter the shutdown fourth best record in the east you know at one point you know i would say a month or two before the shutdown began they were i think they're the second best record in the east um so they've been one of the one of the top teams in the conference um they dealt with some injuries right before the the season came to a, a stop um so they were struggling a little bit uh, in March, before before play before play paused, but they were having a good season. They were happy with where they were at, um, and you know, compared to you know the recent seasons, it was definitely a, a positive one. Especially because you brought up Tyler here in Bamada Bio. I mean, those they found two. It's not just because they're playing well; like they found players that are young pieces that um, have value and that have potential to get even better. So I think that's a promising side, not only for this season but you know, moving forward.
0: Well, let's talk about those two guys and the seasons they've had, and let's start with Tyler, the the rookie. What kind of rookie season has he had?
1: Um, he's you know he for he came in nineteen years old. The Heat, you know, Pat Riley is not known for playing rookies, especially young rookies, and he had a, a spot on the rotation right away. Like he impressed in preseason. I think he had like a twenty seven point performance in one of the games in the preseason. Um, he had a he had a he started off the season strong. Uh, play, he's been playing off the bench mostly, but he's been one of their key bench players. Um, and I think the most surprising thing with him is that, you know, he came into the draft with this reputation of being a shooter, um, and he's more than that. I mean, he's more than just a shooter. Uh, he right now in these three exhibition games in Disney, uh, the Heat were using him a lot as a point guard. He was initiating offense. Wow. Uh, playing with the ball in his hands, creating off the dribble, and that's not really that wasn't the scouting report, you know, at the combine when, when we when we talked to him back in May before he was drafted, Um, but the Heat had a vision for him and you could see it. Like he, 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 he talks a lot about Devin Booker, which I know you're, oh yes, you're very often familiar with, and you know he wants he 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 believes he can be the type of player you know Devin is where he's they're obviously very good shooters, but they can do more than that. And, you know, it's early in his career, but he has shown the skill set that, you know, could could lend to the Devin Booker comparison. I, I could see it. And
0: what about Bam? It seemed like, I mean, from the outside looking in, it seems like Bam has really come on, uh, especially this year. Uh, is that the way he's perceived there?
1: Yeah. I mean, Bam is like a fan favorite down here. He's uh, <laughs> he's a, he's very unique, obviously, as a player, as, obviously. I mean, he's... He, he's one of the best passers for big men in the league. He's a, uh, you know, obviously a very good rebounder. Um, he's he can he can create off the dribble. I mean, he 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 gets a rebound on the defensive end and and dribbles the whole way down and and can lead a fast break. Um, and then defensively, he's extremely unique where he can pretty much guard every pos- uh, position on the court. I mean, there's times where he's you know a couple seasons ago in his rookie year, he would match up against Steph Curry in isolation and shut him down. And he's done the same thing with LeBron. He's done the same thing with Giannis. Uh, he's a, you know, he has the potential to be a defensive player of the year type of guy um, for many years. And then offensively, his game has grown a lot. So you know, he made his first All-Star game this year. And I I would guess that he's going to make more of them uh, as the years go on.
0: What about now? He, he said that he did test positive for COVID. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Yes, he did say that. Um, he, he arrived at Disney uh, two weeks later than the rest of the team so he just the, the, he played three exhibition games and he just played in his first one in the final in the final scrimmage uh, he wasn't available for the first two so he's a little bit behind but um he's expe- i mean they play their first real game saturday he's expected to play and start um you know will he be a hundred percent it's hard to say i mean he's ha- again he's had he's two weeks behind as the rest of the guys but the Heat need him and, you know, he'll work his way back. The playoffs don't start for another few weeks. So I think by the time the playoffs come around, he'll be back to, you know, where he wants to be.
0: Well, for those who haven't kept up with what the uh, uh, what schedule is going to be in Orlando, like I say, we're, we are taping this on Thursday afternoon. They play their first games, I think, tonight. You say the Heat's first game is on Saturday. Uh, there are like, I don't guess you call them preliminary games, but there are games to see who gets in the playoffs, right? And then the playoffs start, is that the way it works?
1: Yeah, so the Heat have already clinched a playoff spot, and a lot of teams. I, I think most of the spots are already clinched. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're having each team plays eight seeding games, um, so that he could, you know, even though they've clinched a spot, they could still finish anywhere between realistically third and sixth in the East, um, just because you know with the, in those eight games, I think they're they're like two games ahead of fifth place, um, and they could fall to fifth if they don't if they struggle here in these in these eight seeding games. So. Uh, there'll be those eight games, and then once once those are over, um, there's a potential for a play-in tournament, like for the final seed in each conference, which the Heat, that won't come into play for them. Um, but the Heat will basically, they'll use these eight seeding games, see where they fall, and then they'll begin the playoffs. Um, August 17 is when when the playoffs begin. So it's, a, it's quick. I mean, it's eight games in two weeks. It's going to go by fast. Um, and then the playoffs begin.
0: But they've still, so they've, even though they've clinched a spot, they still have something to play for. I mean, they could, they could get a higher seed or sink to a lower seat. So the games do mean something to them that they play before the playoffs start.
1: Definitely. I mean, they, you know, again, they already clinched a spot, so there would be teams more desperate than the Heat, but mm-hmm. it still matters. I mean, right you know there's no difference between four and five i guess because there's no home court advantage and you're going to play the you know four and five they're going to play each other in a series right so if they fall to five it's not much difference but if they fall to six and have to face boston in the first round yeah i would think they would rather not have to face the celtics in the first round so there is there is something to play for here they can't just you know go two and six in these eight games because it'll hurt them entering the playoffs and plus you want to be playing well going to the postseason you don't want to be on a you know, on a five-game losing streak. So I, these eight games are important uh, to kind of find their their rhythm again and to, right. to, to get, you know, get into the playoffs in a good spot where they have, you know, a favorable matchup in the first round.
0: Well, what kind of factor do you think it's going to be that they are playing in front of no fans? And as you mentioned, there's not a home court advantage. Does that favor anybody or hurt anybody in the long run in this thing?
1: I don't know if it favors or doesn't favor anybody, but I, I just think – I think it really levels the playing fields. Uh-huh. I think those teams that you know, you in the play in the NBA, I think one of the criticisms is you can kind of always predict who's going to win the championship and see, and each round you can kind of predict who's going to win each series. I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. I feel like there's going to be a lot of upset just because you don't have that home court advantage. That, you know, number one or number two seed so doesn't have that extra game at home. They're playing on a neutral site. Um, so there's no game seven on the road where the home team has a huge advantage. Like, I, I could see a lot of te- you know lower seeds um, upset upsetting teams in the second first second round of the playoffs. Like I, I would not be surprised. So I just think it makes it more unpredictable. Uh, the element of of a neutral site, um, I, I think, it's going to create a lot of uh, a lot of upsets and more than usual for sure.
0: There's also the element that we haven't had any sports for such a long time. Obviously, baseball has started back uh, uh, last week, but this is really, uh, especially I think with the bubble, there'll be a lot of curiosity to the bubble. I mean, what's it like in Miami? Do you, is there a lot of interest in that? Do you think people are, is, what's the viewership going to be like? What's the interest like for your stories? Have you been able to judge that yet?
1: People are looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like you said, baseball started back up. Um but I, I just think the fact that, you know, basketball was, it was, you know, they were in the middle of their season toward the end of their season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's almost like there's unfinished business or you want to see how the season ends. Um, and there's, there's a, there's a pretty uh, big heat fan base down here I would say bigger than the Marlins. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just think you could just tell like people have for, for months now have been talking about kind of watching that moment where they could put on the TV and watch heat basketball again Um, they've been waiting for that, and it's you know they've they've gone to watch a couple scrimmages, uh, but Saturday will be you know a day that they've been looking forward to, really since March. I can't believe it. March 11 was the final game before the season was suspended.
0: (laughs) I know it does. It seems surreal. (laughs) (laughs) Almost five months. It's longer than
1: an off season. So yeah, it's
0: It's crazy. Okay, uh, okay, Anthony, who's going to win this thing? Who will end up? uh, you say there may be some upsets. Uh, who, who who do you think will come out of this thing, or who who are two or three teams that you've got your eye on?
1: You know, I say there's gonna be upsets, but I'm still going with chalk. I'm gonna. I think.
0: I <laughs> Hard think not Clippers, to. <laughs>
1: I think I think I'm gonna go with the Clippers to win the really? title. I would say the Lakers, but with Avery Bradley, he opted mm-hmm. out um, because of family uh, family reasons. Who's one of their best bench players, and then Rajon Rondo's hurt. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I'm want, I'm want to say, I don't doubt LeBron. I think LeBron is the, still the best player in the league. And, um, usually I'll go with his team, but, um, because of the depth issues with the Lakers, I'm going to say the Clippers, uh, to, the Clippers win the title.
0: Who Who, who comes out of the East?
1: um the east i think the east is pretty open i mean I, I know milwaukee's the popular pick they've been so dominant this year with Giannis. um but i, I would not be surprised if a team like boston Brilliant. came out of the east i i probably still would give Lean toward Milwaukee, but I'm not as sure about that one. I I wouldn't be surprised if Boston was the team that represented the East in the finals.
0: It should be fun to watch. Like I say, we we we're star for sports. I know NBA fans, the NBA fans around here that I know, uh, and there are a bunch of NBA fans. Not just because of Kentucky players, but you know they they are anxious to see some basketball, even if it's even if it's in (laughs) even if it's in a bubble on Disney. They they don't really care. Are they playing? Are these games are all at arenas? Are they playing? And how many are Arenas are there, are there that are there, hosting these
1: there's three arenas on the disney site and okay. uh, they're all in arenas there will obviously be no fans as we mentioned but the, yeah the games will be all arenas there there are practice sites a lot actually a lot of the practice sites are in hotel ballrooms yeah. that they've yeah. redesigned into courts but yeah it's been a it's been it's been a lot. Like the NBA has done a lot to kind of make this work. I mean, it was not easy. You could kind of see how all the work they put into that. I, I remember receiving the 108-page uh, health and safety manual from the league, like in late June, and I had to read through that. Uh, Do you read every word of it? Do you
0: memorize every part of it?
1: I, I read through all. I went through all the pages. I didn't read every word. I skimmed <laughs> through a lot of it. But, but it was. You could just tell it was you know very very thought out. One one example I, I could i could uh i could talk about is i remember reading it and there you know guys love to play cards and they're they were talking about how every time you know a group of guys plays cards after they're done with their sitting they have to throw away that deck um they don't want a wow. deck to be used wow so it's basically in the thing in the manual it said we will have enough decks of cards that you can throw them away wow. every time you're doing so <laughs> it, it they really thought about everything yeah Wow.
0: Well, I sure hope it works. And like you say, to this point, it seems like it's worked pretty well. I think other sports are saying, man, I think Major League Baseball might be saying, man, we should have done the bubble in Arizona that they talked about. But uh, Knockwood will get through this. We'll get an NBA champion, and we'll be able to watch some basketball. basketball it would be great. Be sure and follow Anthony. Anthony, tell the tell the listeners, especially the one, and you've got a lot of listeners because of Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, how they can follow you through this thing on Twitter and uh, online
1: yeah you can uh, i'm on twitter at anthony underscore chang the last name is c-h-i-a-n-g and then all my stories are at uh, miamiherald.com if you click sports and and, and look th- at the miami Heat, i mean I have, a, I have a lot of stuff on bam and abyle and teller hero just because they they do play big roles on the team um and you know pat Riley's one of you one of you oh, yeah. uh you guy too so oh, um yeah, it's it, the Kentucky contingent is growing in Miami.
0: <laughs> That's great. That's great. BBN in Miami. That's great. Well, Anthony, I sure appreciate you being on the podcast. It's been great talking to you, and good luck covering, uh, covering the NBA in the bubble. We look forward to following your coverage.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on.
0: Okay, my thanks to Anthony Chang of the Miami Herald for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, be sure and check out Anthony on Twitter, Anthony underscore Chang, C-H-I-A-N-G. Follow all his work in the Miami Herald. Just go to MiamiHerald.com uh, or Google Miami Herald Sports, and you can check out all of Anthony's coverage on the Miami Heat. As he said, he's written quite a bit about Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo this year, so be sure and check all that out. Uh, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. We appreciate everybody who supports us at the Lex. Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. You can support our work by getting a digital subscription to the Herald Leader. You can get a sports only subscription for just $30 for the first year. You get all of our sports coverage and hopefully there'll be college football and college basketball this year, high school sports. You can get it all for $30 for the first year. Just go to Kentucky.com, hit on that subscription button, and there'll be uh, and you can find the subscription offers there. Uh, And once again, we sure do thank everybody who supports our work. We really appreciate it. Uh, We really appreciate everybody who listens to these podcasts. I had a podcast earlier with Dave Kindred, uh, former columnist with the Courage Journal uh, winner of the Red Smith Award, one, uh, really a legendary columnist who covered Adolf Rupp back in the sixties. We talked about Adolph Rupp and this question about whether to rename uh, Rupp Arena. And uh, Dave talked about uh, you know his view of Adolf back in that time. Uh, it's gotten a lot of great response. It's a really interesting podcast. I urge you to check that out uh, as well. You can find our podcast on SoundCloud. And on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate that. That helps with the rating and helps get the words out get the word out. You can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. You can send me an email, Jclay at HaroldHyphenleader.com. We appreciate all the feedback. Like I say, we really appreciate anything for being on the podcast. We appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast. And we'll be talking to you again soon.